if we were doing this episode a year ago, like, it would have been, you know, like a hypothetical what if academic exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thanks to who we have. Mostly not in the Oval Office, apparently, but just as dangerous, no matter where on Earth he is. Uh, pretty much all the alarmism is, like, legitimate <laughs> right now. So, um, despite what history will have you believe, um, the Cold War never ended. The number of nuclear weapons never went down, um, or at least never meaningfully down. It's still in the hundreds of thousands. Um, and we're not going to talk about global thermonuclear war with mutually assured destruction because, um, if you want to learn about that, I guess you can just watch war games. Hmm. Um, but I'm going to be talking about a much more relevant and modern threat, which is, so when a nuclear device goes off, a proper nuclear fission or fusion bomb, not a dirty bomb. Um, right. An electromagnetic pulse comes out of it. And if you do that high enough in the atmosphere, you get sort of an amplification effect for it because all the gamma rays or just in plain terms the neutrons coming out of it collide with the atmosphere instead of nothing and basically strip all the electrons off of all the air, and those rain down in the form of electricity, um, sort of like a blanket of lightning instead of a strike. <laughs> so that's that's a hell of an image for you. The advantage to this is that humans aren't an antenna, so anything biological doesn't even feel this, doesn't even know it, it happened. Um, the downside is. Power lines make a great antenna for this. Hmm. Um, and the magnitude of an EMP is so high that it will arc across insulators. It will arc over wood. It will arc over glass. It will arc through dirt. I mean, it doesn't... There's, there's no insulating it. Um, so... The, the threat here is, um, right now, the bad guy is North Korea. <laughs> um, and uh, so nuclear science is pretty old. It's over 50 years old at this point. Um, and North Korea is not a country that is doing well. If you've ever seen, like, actual pictures of North Korea, it's, like, you know, devastating. Um, yeah, there's one little spot of light, and then the rest of the country is black at night, which is something that you don't really see that much on this planet like at today, all. <laughs> yeah. except in extremely remote areas where people aren't. And uh, <laughs> that uh, we know that there are people in the places in North Korea where it's black at night. So that's, you know, they're lighting candles or whatever, I guess. Yeah, so basically the only technology in North Korea is the people that they have working on nuclear weapons. 
I'm only kind of exaggerating because, I mean, it is a very few number of lights in that nighttime map. Mm. Um, and they have, as far as we can tell, actually produced a small fission bomb or two. Um, and we are basing this off of uh, seismic activity and just sort of working backwards at what sort of uh, magnitude explosion would have caused that. Um, and they've been small, um, less than 10 kilotons, so we're talking like a, a third of a Hiroshima. Um, however... That's still bad, by the way. Yeah. Like, even, <laughs> even, if that, even if they intended to just, you know, drop it on a population U.S.-style... And burn some people to death and irradiate the rest of them. That's still bad. Like a third of Hiroshima is is still like terrible. Yeah, but uh, and it's not necessarily <laughs> the most interesting thing they can do with their bombs, right? Um, and I don't really think that they have the capability to aim a missile somewhere. Um, so they probably would go with an EMP because you simply have to point it up, and it just has to explode at altitude. Um, so you can just aim it in the general direction of Silicon Valley, and if it explodes over it, you know, takes out all of the tech sector. <laughs> that, that, that would, as a heavy user of the tech sector, I, like, don't want that to happen. Yeah, and we're not even sure how bad it would be. So, um, I found this report put together by, um, uh, the, uh, Oak Ridge nuclear people, and it's it's full of a lot of uncertainty. So the only reason, by the way, that we know about the fact that EMPs come off of bombs is, so the history of U.S. atomic testing is kind of horrifying in how seat of our pants it's been. So um, Hiroshima was the second atomic bomb detonated in history in case you didn't know that. Um, the third bomb was Nagasaki. And the fourth, fifth, and sixth bombs were a pissing contest between the Navy and the Air Force to see if, you know, some of their, you know, post-war kind of headed for decommissioning vessels could survive an aerial surface or underwater atomic explosion. Um, and during this testing... So they go to their boats that survived whatever the first one was, I guess the aerial one, and they're just, you know, covered with radiation. Because, duh. Yeah. Um, and apparently they didn't expect this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. In retrospect, that seems impossibly stupid, but these were very smart people at the time. I mean, we just didn't know very much. And they tried to decontaminate them with the radioactive water they had just made. Not super effective. Yeah. Um, so, the, the scientists did have an idea that EMPs would be a problem with bomb testing, and both the U.S. and British testing tried to accommodate for it, but fried all their instruments that were close enough to be affected anyway. So we didn't really learn anything because <laughs> it fries things. It doesn't really give us a threshold of, you know, what's survivable. Yeah, um, we learned that, though. And the the if we fast forward to the early 60s, they 
that's when they're doing a lot of Pacific testing. This is when we're working on the hydrogen bomb, which is you use a traditional, because this is old technology now, uh, <laughs> uh, implosion fission device to set off a fusion reaction from um, a hydrogen core and its uh, deuterium and tritium, um, which are isotopes of hydrogen because they'll set off a fusion reaction and that'll give you way more bang for your buck. Um, so much bang. Yeah. So we're testing one of these in 1962. It's a high altitude explosion. It's 1.4 megatons. So that is 100 times Hiroshima, which was 15 kilotons, if I did that correctly. Um, and they send parts of Hawaii 898 miles away into a blackout because of the EMP. Sucks to be Hawaii. Well, not only that, but so whatever North Korea manages to cobble together, um, and although it is harder to put an H bomb together, um, it is very hard to put a small H bomb together. So yeah, you're going to get something around one megaton. So something around this size. Um, and just think of an area that's 900 miles in radius from wherever the epicenter of this is. I mean, how long even is California? Less than that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. You know, it's only a couple thousand miles across the entire United States. And this is, you know, they could take out Silicon Valley with an EMP if they quote unquote miss by just getting it somewhere off the coast. Yeah, it's it's pretty distressing that our greatest hope is that their ICBMs just aren't good enough to get further than Guam, which, I mean, still sucks to be Guam, but I, from what I understand, it doesn't... They have a lot of snakes there, okay? Yeah, launching... A lot of bitey snakes. Launching from themselves, I mean, they could probably do a lot of damage to South Korea, and that's really... Oh, yeah, we like South Korea. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what a great testing ground, because as uh, that uh, nighttime map of the world shows, um, they can just do this like right at their own border. They could do it in their own airspace and not really have right. any of their own collateral damage. Yeah, they're not going to knock their own shit out because what shit? Exactly. But uh, South Korea, if you look at the nighttime map, is has quite a lot of infrastructure. Like, they're pretty much known for that. Yeah, in fact, they're kind of a a key component supplier of uh, our tech sector. Yes, and our Hyundai sector. (laughs) (laughs) But more importantly, honestly, more importantly, the tech sector. Yeah. So, (laughs) the the point of this episode is... so. I don't like seeing, you know, like the 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 duck and cover crap uh, being spread around when we're talking about pissing off North Korea, um, because they don't have the capability to do that. That takes tons of bombs. They're not going to get one to hit anywhere in the U.S., uh, but they could do this. This is a realistic yeah. scenario, and uh, as uh, hurricane after hurricane has shown. Even regional parts of the U.S. that can have stuff shipped to them from the rest don't do well with extended power outages. Uh, 
And in the event of an EMP, it's not like everything goes dark while it's exploding and then, you know, comes back after a while. Um, the, uh, the wiring that we have all over the place because we have this stupid grid system instead of localized power will soak up all the electrons raining down on us and send it straight to the power stations and the substations and transformers, which are not capable of safely handling this load. And they simply burst into flames. And Yeah, that's going to start a lot of fires in California, like more than usual, which is already kind of a lot. And the uh, parts for transformers and substations aren't even made in the U.S., Sweet. Um, and it's not like they are in a warehouse in the parts of China they mm -hmm. come from. They have to be made. Um, so, you know, there is a year or more turnaround time on each piece of infrastructure that would be destroyed by this. That's bad. Yeah. So... You know, I lived through 10 days without power, which had the side effect of also being 10 days without gas stations because we use electricity to pump gas. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can have a gas power generator, but at some point it runs out of gas and you need to like, it's a whole thing. It's an Ouroboros. Of, uh, yeah. uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> the point is we're all doomed. That's usually the point of these, but you know. And this is... A real and immediate one, because there's not much warning to this. Um, we like to think <laughs> that, you know, the scenario is that we detect any missile launch that occurs anywhere on the globe and can intercept and shoot it down. Um, that's real hard. <laughs> that's, like... that's not the case at all. 9-11 um, showed that we could not respond quickly to this sort of thing when it is out of the blue on us. Um, yeah, it was passengers that took down that one plane, like not another plane. Yeah, it, it was it was regular people like boiling water and shit. Yeah, um, and so <laughs> the and as the events unfolded on that day, there um, they were in the process of preparing to shoot down any plane that uh, disobeyed the immediate landing order. Um, you know, of course, after the first three planes hit, this was. Um, yeah, that's good. And, and, and it took way too long to get the president in the air. Um, and that's uh, that's one more piece of this. So um, right now in Nebraska, at all times, there are these allegedly EMP shielded. Um, basically, they are uh, command centers for executing nuclear war. And, you know, they're just heavily shielded 747s that are full of communications crap and, I don't know, seats in front of computers. And you, you don't get to know these in these things. Um, right. It's, <laughs> it's a secret. And one thing we do is, you know, we are constantly burning fuel to keep one of these um, ready to take off within 15 minutes at all times. Um, but in a National Geographic special, I looked up about EMPs where they bragged about these things. Um, they were sort of under the impression that if you ground the shit out of everything to the frame of the aircraft, that you are shielded from an EMP. Um, 
And that gets us to the idea of that you can shield things with a Faraday cage. Um, and a Faraday cage, if anyone has seen this physics demo, you take like a cell phone or a radio and you just encase it in a screen on all sides of it. And if it's a phone, you can see the service goes down to no service. And if it's a radio, it goes to static and then nothing. Um, but when you're talking about the magnitudes involved in an EMP, you need a perfect cage, which is, that is, it's, it's a solid, not an actual cage. And even the gaps in welding, which may be watertight, may still have spaces in them that are, quote, big enough as far as the electricity is concerned, and may just fry the whole thing and cause it to fall out of the sky. Um, which, by the way, would probably happen to every regular plane affected by this. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, unlike a duck and cover <laughs> episode would have been, I don't have advice for this one, because there's, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Stock up on toilet paper? For the time when, although, how Your much water gonna... system will work. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, to some extent, it's gravity-fed, but, like, not to a great enough extent, probably. Oh, fuck. I mean, I know that I'm going to die first. Like, if anything bad, if the zombie apocalypse happens, if <laughs> this giant EMP happens, I'm going to be among the first to die. I, I, I should probably, like, I don't know. Do you think my cats would survive on their own if I, like, released the cats and then killed myself? <laughs> You should really try to survive because in the post-apocalypse world, like after it's all terrible, uh, we will need people around to know their way uh, around animal husbandry. I don't know my way or I know how to raise a cat and that's like it. <laughs> I, although I do know a surprising amount about other animals, come to think of it, uh, but only in theory. Well, you should learn more how to uh, learn more how to horse because we'll need to go back to horsepower. I do know a little bit about how to horse. <laughs> I did I did have some horsey lessons when I was a kid, so I've got that much going for me. But I still, like, I'm a cupcake. I'm going to die immediately. I don't, like, have food in my house. I will starve. I'll have to eat the cat food and then eat the cats. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I don't want to eat the cats. <laughs>